Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Alana, Kyle, and Tira, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. I am Kyle, joined now, as always, by Alana and Tira, our great team of three. Mm-hmm. And today we have a really great topic for you. We are talking all about sexpectations. And <laughs> this is really relevant whether you are engaged, newlyweds, mm-hmm. married, married for 25 years. This is going to be relevant to you regardless. So stay tuned because it's going to be a good one. As always, we'd like to start off with a review. So this one is from Matt5767 and it's titled Great Content. He gave five stars. Thank you, Matt. His review says, heard of the Instagram page from a friend, just started following and saw they have a podcast. Love the content. Feel they cover much needed topics on a variety of subjects. Still have a lot to listen to. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Mm-hmm. Love that. And we also like to incorporate the Bible into these episodes. So we've been talking about lots of verses lately that will relate to the episode. So today's verse is 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take thought every captive oh, take every thought captive to obey Christ. I was just sorry, I was just thinking how we say a verse now. Reminds me how like the beginning of Veggie Tales, they always or is it the end? I don't know. <laughs> at, so at the end, how I think it was the end. Yeah, the lies to, to our lives today. Right. Oh yeah, man! Totally. In his book, <laughs> so good. Uh, so, Kyle, if you could sing that and then read you the verse, and do, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I will. Yeah, we'll we'll put that in after. <laughs> oh, that's good. No, it's true. I feel like expectations, no matter where you're at in life, are really important. And so then obviously in sex, it's going to be a big deal too. Because you think even mm-hmm. we talked about Valentine's Day, right? We were talking about our expectations, whether we knew them or not, we had them. We all have them. And so I think going into sex, whether you are, yeah, a newlywed and you're, you know, gearing up for the wedding, have you thought about your sex expectations, like your expectations in regard to sex and and even those of us who are married now, like what are healthy expectations to have? Maybe we don't even know. We're like, well, I expect this. It's like, well, is that, is that right? Like, is that a healthy <laughs> expectation? Mm-hmm. Is it maybe skewed? Like, I, I don't know. So um, there's this great quote by someone anonymous. Um, it says, things are as they are. We suffer because we imagined different. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like all we're all just having these like stories in our minds of how we expect things to go. But if we don't verbalize those stories, they're going to be unmet expectations. So, yeah. And it can be so hard, too, because, again, like voicing what you think, what you feel, it's like it's an intimate thing. And it can be Mm -hmm. a really hard thing to open up with even if it's to your spouse Mm -hmm. but especially if you're like newly married and you haven't had these conversations before and it's like oh man like we just started having sex and like I don't know if it's good for him if he thinks it's good if she thinks it's good like it's an intimate thing and it can be almost uh it can almost be like embarrassing to talk about these things Mm -hmm. 
But yeah. we got to remember, like, it's the person who is the love of your life. Like, this is the person you're going to be talking about these things for forever. They are hopefully coming into this conversation also, like, judgment-free, which we'll get to later. But, yeah. I think another thing, too, is that sometimes we even have ideas in our head that we don't even realize are our de- ideas mm. in our head. And we just automatically assume that the other person uh, thinks yeah. the same way that we do. So you don't even know that you're, that you don't have um, similar views on certain things. And especially when you're first married, like that's when you start learning like, Oh, I guess this is something that we need to communicate. Um, and then, mm. and then conversations can start happening, but to be aware and uh, looking for those different things to start talking about sooner than later yeah or you're like me and you think you said something but you didn't actually so it's like (laughs) hey babe like we're going to so-and-so's house tonight oh we are yeah i told you like a week ago no you didn't oh must must have been my dreams that i told you that dumb ways to die (laughs) 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 you'll just start like adding things in like after um but no it's true and i think even for myself like I had high expectations, you know, when we were engaged and getting married and like, oh yeah, like we're going to do it all the time. Mm -hmm. And then we actually did get married and probably a combination of a bunch of different things, being on hormonal birth control, um, you know, the whole purity culture thing, you get there and you're like, wait a second, why, why don't I have that desire to constantly have sex all the time? What's going on with me? And so you're like feeling weird and you're like, husband's also feeling weird because he's like, well, what's going on? Like what's, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I think it can really easily lead to almost like disagreements and like it's without having properly communicated your expectations, whatever it is about sex, you know, can lead to different arguments that can all because like be because of disappointment, right? Like mm-hmm. for, for in that scenario, maybe Jeff is disappointed. Wait, what's going on that Alana's feeling this and I'm feeling this and if we don't talk about it and be like, hey, how are we going to make a plan for this? How are we going to pivot and adjust accordingly? If we just don't, <laughs> that's when there's going to be like, what What are we going to do now? And someone's going to mm-hmm. feel like they have the short end of the stick. Yeah. And I think too, over time, you know, like say it's the first time that you've felt disappointed you know, you go, okay, yeah, no, it's okay. I'll, I'll get over that. I'm not going to talk about it. It's not the big a deal. It's just going to make mm-hmm. it into a bigger deal. And then something else happens. And then that adds mm. to that little disappointment. And it, then it adds and adds and adds. And then all of a sudden there's a big blowout over something that wasn't actually that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, why am I so mad about that one silly thing? Like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. That was definitely something we did in our first year of marriage. It was, it was like a combination of yeah, hormones, me being on a hormonal birth control. And <laughs> there was stuff going on with Ken's hormones too that we weren't aware of at that point. And just like, yeah, the constant back and forth and building up of the little things that we just didn't talk about. And especially like in in my family, I'm, I'm a people pleaser. So even having that yeah. um, predisposition of already like, no, it's, it's not that big a deal. It's okay. I'll, I'll get over it. Like, and then, nope, it, it it still comes up. It's better to just get it out and talk about it when you when it's there and it needs to be talked about. Well, and oftentimes the initial thing that started the kind of the lead up to the big blowout, it was not a big deal. Like if you had just talked yeah. about it, it would have been not a big deal. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So how do we recognize if our standards are too high and causing unnecessary strife within the marriage? Or if you are the opposite and your standards are too low and like maybe too low, meaning you just don't care, like just yeah. totally apathetic towards the marriage or the sex life or whatever's going on. Mm. Um, like what are some ways we can recognize our uh, contribution to the, the uh, conflict? Mm-hmm. That is a good, good question because you need to really know yourself in, in order to to actually take a deep dive and analyze, okay, which which person would I be leaning towards? Am I the one who's more, oh, it doesn't care, I'll just brush it off and seeming lazy about it? Or am I the one that has high expectations that I'm expecting my spouse to uh, read my mind and, you know, get a little bit irritated faster? Um yeah, like what would be some practical steps to recognizing which one you are? I think the first thing is you have to know what your own expectations are. Like, I think a lot of times it's easy to go into a situation and have like subconscious expectations where right. you're not mm-hmm. even self-aware enough to like put into words what your expectations are. So I think you first need to know what are my expectations and take time to even figure out what are those subconscious expectations? What are you expecting in certain moments during sex or before sex? And, or mm-hmm. how are you expecting your wife to initiate or whatever it is? You need to recognize, okay, these are expectations that I'm having and what issues have arisen because of these expectations, either not being met or not being disclosed or whatever it is. But I think you got to be self-aware enough to understand your own expectations that you're bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. And I'd be, thinking, Oh, go for it. Oh, no, I was going to say too, that I think it will end up needing to go f- earlier in your day too, before you get to the sex stuff. Like what are your initial, like what are your expectations like for as simple as like doing the dishes or something that will help mm. clear your mind for, right. for later, you know, yeah, the non-sex expectations that affect sex. Yeah. 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 Yeah, good point. Yeah, they really do. Yeah, so I guess it's a matter of first talking like role in your marriage expectations mm-hmm. and especially if you're first getting married, I think those are huge because you can kind of automatically just fall into where you were beforehand. And I think that varies whether you're getting married early in your life or you're getting married later in your life where you already have those rules sort of established. Like, I think, you know, Jeff and I got married really young. And so we were kind of still figuring those things Mm -hmm. out for ourselves, I feel like. But for some of our friends who've gotten married later, like, you know, in their thirties and stuff or, you know, late twenties and whatever, I guess that's not like old, old, but um, (laughs) (laughs) they probably have things, they've got their own schedules sorted. And so to really lay it out openly and be like, Hey, like, let's figure this out to see where our strengths are. It doesn't have to be what everyone else does. We can figure this out for ourselves, like anything. Right. Um, yeah. And thinking back to um, if your standards are too high within like your sex life specifically, another thing that I was thinking was if you have someone like a trusted mentor who you could be like, mm-hmm. hey, like mm-hmm. can I just like chat about these with you and just see what you think? Like am I asking too much? Yeah, that's like, a great idea. Is, you know, is my spouse asking too much? Like I know maybe like 
obviously if it's safe enough that your spouse knows you're having these conversations too, obviously, um, you don't like go behind your back and be like, well, so-and-so says you're like expecting way too much of me, you know, like that's probably Mm -hmm. not a great way to go about it. Um, but I feel like that could be a really great way to just bring someone else's perspective in because you can get really like, um, I don't know, like closed in, like tunnel vision on your own stuff that you can't really see yeah. the full picture of it. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get to some of the healthy expectations to have later on. But one thing I wanted to say was, I think it's good to have the expectation that your expectations are going to uh, resolve in conflict. Like this is going to be a thing and it it's almost inevitable. Mm. Like just already admit the fact like, hey, this is probably going to be a thing. And I'm not just talking about sex, like even just living together for the first time, right? Oh, how do you load mm-hmm. the dishwasher? How do you mm-hmm. do, how do you fold laundry? Where do you put stuff? Like all those little things that really don't matter. But like we said earlier, these little things can build up, build up, build up, and then it's a mm-hmm. big blowout. Mm-hmm. So just have the expectation that, hey, we're going to do things differently. We're both coming in with expectations that are very, very different and they're going to butt heads eventually. Mm-hmm. But it's, I think yeah. putting that out there ahead of time already gets ahead of the conflict. It's like, okay, we knew this was coming. Now it's here. How are we going to deal with it, right? You and me versus the problem, not you versus me. Yes. Yeah, huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remembering you're on the same team. That's yeah. key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I think, yeah, one of the big, big things that having things like this not talked out can be a perfect breeding ground for resentment. Because, mm-hmm. you know, one thing leads to another, you're not talking about it. And and especially in the bedroom, I feel like too, like you're expecting like, okay, I'm going to meet his needs. He better meet mine too. <laughs> you know, and then time <laughs> after time, <laughs> you've never told him what your expectations are. And it just, uh, you know, every encounter now is like, oh my goodness, is he not cluing in right. that um, it's, it hasn't been my turn in forever you know, and then it just leads to a chore. And then of course, then you're not going to enjoy it. And, and it just, it just, yeah, breeds that resentment. And then it leads to more intimacy, intimacy issues because now you don't probably want to even go there, you know, mm-hmm. because it, well, I'm not gonna, he doesn't pay attention to me, but he can't read your mind. You need to talk about it. And, you know, no matter what your expectations are, even if they're high or low, he needs mm-hmm. to know what they are and, and, and vice versa, of course, you know. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think too, once you get to the point of resentment, it's really hard to maintain a mentality of you and me versus the problem. Because once you're at resentment, yeah. it's really hard to be you versus me or really easy yeah. to be you versus me. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I can see how, if that was the case for someone, you would just like if some, like if he would like initiate, I'm just saying he, like we're just making up a scenario here, but um, mm-hmm. you would instantly kind of be like, oh, like again, right? Like yeah, if that's yeah, what you have yeah. this already in your brain, it's like, oh mm-hmm. my goodness, like probably going to be for you. You're going to have a great time, but not me, whatever, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. like so crummy and that would be a really crappy way to be. And then really difficult if that's been the case for so long to then have the conversation or like if someone's like faking an orgasm or whatever, it's like to finally have that conversation like actually yeah so how would how would we suggest um say say you've gotten to that part to that resentment path Mm. what would be the 
your suggestion on like how they can bring that up with their spouse in a safe way that they're not going to get in like that you yourself presenting how you're feeling doesn't come across as offensive, you know, so that the spouse doesn't feel like they have to go on the defense. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you've got to come into it with humility on your own part. Maybe go in first admitting your faults, like what you've contributed to the conflict Mm -hmm. and just come in like, Hey, I know we've been having issues here. I've done A, B, C, D, E. Can we talk about this? Don't even bring up the other person. Mm-hmm. Let them let them bring it up themselves if they're willing to. If it's really frustrating for you or it's been a long time and they're not admitting something, then maybe think like, hey, you know, do you think there's something that maybe you've contributed to this too? Again, know your spouse, mm-hmm. know your partner if that's going to yeah. set them off or not. But I think you've got to come into it with humility on your own part. Admit your own faults first. And yeah, I wouldn't even bring up the other person. I would just let the conversation go where it goes after you do that. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And again, we talk about this often, but if it does come to a point where you feel like you are at each other the whole time and you're not on the same team, like there's, there's nothing wrong with seeking out professional help. Go get yeah, counseling. Yes. It's better yeah. that you go get counseling and you go get help now than this continue to fester and fester and fester and fester. And yeah. it goes wherever it goes. We mm-hmm. don't want to go totally. there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we have a great, if you're looking for someone, you're like, hey, this is actually me (laughs) and I need to find Mm -hmm. someone to talk to about this. Um, We have a great sponsor, Faithful Counseling, and they are a Christian, like faith-based counseling service and they are fantastic. So highly recommend. I will link them in the show notes because if you're looking for someone, this could be an amazing, amazing fit for you. But something too Mm -hmm. that comes to my mind was just being really in prayer about it. Like, mm. you know, create yeah. in me a clean heart, O oh Lord, and renew a right spirit within me. If there is resentment and you're feeling like, you know, disappointed, you're feeling upset, you're feeling that bitterness is already there. Like, okay, mm. Lord, like be doing this work in my heart, be doing a work in their heart and like just being really prayerful about it and like, okay, cover over my thoughts, cover over my heart, you mm. know, prune what needs to be pruned. And, you know, teach me how I can remove that resentment and instead look at them and look through this experience with your love and like through your lens instead. So I think just really kind of shifting the focus um, would also be good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when, if you do get to this point and you do have this conversation with your spouse, I think both of you have to understand that that conversation has to be like judgment free. You can say mm-hmm. whatever you want. There is no shame, no judgment, like no anger. It has to be everything out on the table, you and me versus the problem, not getting upset with one another over whatever is said. It has to be judgment-free. Mm-hmm. And even looking yeah. at it, like you said, Kyle, sorry, it's like to actually verbally say like, hey, this seems to be like a bit of an issue for us right now. Let's try and like, team up here and pinpoint mm. what the problem is and let's figure this out. Like, Definitely. cause that actually like really just shifts the language of it instead of like, like you were saying before Kyle, right. To not even mention them, but to really like build that teamship up in it and be like, Hey, this is kind of what's going on. I don't know if you feel this too, but I really think if we kind of team up, we figure out what's going on and then we can mm. help resolve it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think the time, like pick your time to have this Mm -hmm. talk, you know, 
don't do it as you're going to bed (laughs) and it goes into a late night thing. Don't do it when you get home from work and you're exhausted and you have no food in your system, (laughs) you know, or when the kids are going crazy, like pick a time that, you know, is going to be kind of your safe, your safe zone where you're both going to be more willing to fully focus on the both of you being a team with as little distraction as you can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And set yourself up for success with this conversation. Like if your house is Mm -hmm. naturally a stressful environment for you guys, go for a walk or Mm -hmm. go out to a coffee shop or like maybe you don't have this conversation in a coffee shop, but go somewhere (laughs) else, like change your environment where Mm -hmm. that stress is gone. Like just set yourself up for as much success as possible with your environment, the time of day, the time of month and I'm not just talking about that I'm just saying like maybe it's been a stressful time of the month maybe it's right. been a stressful week maybe you work yeah. is stressful like whatever it is just set yourself up for as much success with this conversation as you can by planning it and mm-hmm. maybe that is a conversation that has to precede the actual conversation like hey I know we need mm-hmm. to talk about this when do you think is the best time coming up on our schedule to have this conversation yeah and Good then look at your calendar communication yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. And then I so even just we, sit down. Sorry, go ahead. Oh. No, go. <laughs> what were you going to say? <laughs> I was just going to, I was just going to close, but with the oh. last little bit, but you go <laughs> okay. ahead. Okay. Um, and so maybe you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what I would ask my spouse. Like when it comes to expectations, like how do I know what their expectations are? Um, how do I ask them that? I think even to just have this simple question of like, what were you thinking our sex life would be like? Like, Mm -hmm. what were you hoping for it to be? And just that's Mm -hmm. kind of a really easy way to like, what were you thinking? Like, what what were your plans for this? Yeah. And I think even before we try to answer that question or we get into what that might look like, I think it's really important to understand that when you have a conversation like this, you have to be as explicit as possible. I'm not saying like mm-hmm. sexually explicit. That's even though this is about sex. I'm talking, <laughs> you need to be as specific as possible. This is the yeah. best yeah. marriage advice my wife and I ever got in premarital mm-hmm. counseling. Our The pastor who did it, he said, be explicit. Be as detailed as you can when you are speaking to your spouse. Instead of saying, hey, can you pass me that thing over there? Hey, can you pass me that red ball over there on the corner table by my side of the bed? Like, because just those little things can help um, alleviate like so much potential conflict, so much potential confusion. So be as specific as you can when you say that. And I, I, someone uh, in our Facebook group recently just asked like, what was the best marriage advice you ever gave? And I shared this and a bunch of people were like, Oh, that's so good. And like, Mm -hmm. in my mind, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's great. But my wife and I have been doing it for so long now that it, I've seen the practical implications of how Mm. good it actually can be. And it saves so much conflict and so much confusion. It is 100% the best thing that anyone ever told us. I literally have a story. It was just like yesterday or the day before. We were leaving my parents' house. We're backing out of the driveway. Jeff's like, wave to the guy. Wave to the guy. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I was like, what? What do you mean? No, no, like now, like wave to the guy. I was like, I have no idea what you mean. And he's like, like the, he's in his dry, like he's in his driveway shoveling. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it was like my parents' neighbor. We know his name. Like, I don't know why he didn't, like he could have been way more specific. I was like, 
my dad like i don't know who am i supposed to wave to right now yes <sighs> thank you kyle yes we just need to be more explicit and then you don't have like i i don't know what you mean and then it's like how, how do you not know what i mean yes love that okay so let's talk healthy expectations what are they it's not gonna be <laughs> twice a day seven days a week <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going, oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry, sorry to, to uh, yeah. disappoint yeah. you so early in your engagement there, fiance. Yeah, it won't always be amazing, toe curling, sweaty, mm-hmm. back arching time. Sex drives are going to differ. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Tira. No, it's all good. <laughs> um, yeah, you and your wife are going to have different drives. And if you don't currently, it might be something that comes in the future as bodies change or times change Mm. or seasons change. Um, But if for you and your spouse to have the same drive for the rest of your marriage is like really, really unlikely. Um, There will always be things, random things that you don't know, like an anatomy or a skill or, you know, there's just so many, so many variables that can be and it's okay to not know them all. Mm -hmm. And there will be moments when that comes up where you don't know. Yeah. You won't always be able to just like magically be in the mood. It's why not? <laughs> it just somehow doesn't work like that. You can't just oh, like shoot. rub the genie <laughs> and be in the mood. I guess oh, that yeah. kind of no in comment. some ways that does work. Actually, I take that back. <laughs> in some cases you can rub the genie <laughs> and it works great. <laughs> <laughs> oh nice 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 um sometimes the answer is not tonight and that's okay mm-hmm. for yeah. both of you it's okay yeah. to know that you're going to receive no and it's okay to know that you're allowed to say no yeah mm-hmm. even to your spouse yep uh, that learning can be fun and shame free mm. yeah yeah that's a good one. Um, it's okay to laugh. It's a healthy expectation. It yeah, is okay. Sometimes funny things happen. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yes. Can <laughs> we could probably really do funny. an episode of that, of all the funny things that have. Didn't yeah, we just yeah. do one of those on Instagram? Have people oh, share yeah, their yeah, funny yeah. stories? Oh, oh man. Yeah. Those oh, were good. Those oh, were good. Yeah. Actually, someone strip. today just asked in uh, the Facebook group for stories about queefing and yeah so if you want a good laugh head over to our facebook group linked in the show notes and enjoy seriously uh another one is that it's okay to say when something doesn't feel right or good and i would even Mm -hmm. go further than that i would say it's important to say when something doesn't feel good or feel right Mm -hmm. um both for yourself and your own comfort with whatever's going on and for your spouse to understand what is going on so that they can fix it and bring you pleasure, not displeasure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then that it's honorable and not sinful to enjoy what our bodies do. So this is Mm -hmm. one definitely if you're coming from kind of purity culture that takes a while to kind of feel okay about. And yeah. Mm -hmm. But to, yeah, to go into it, be like, okay, let's just, we can expect maybe it's not what we expect, but that it's not sinful to be enjoying each other sexually. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, no. And if you uh, if you are someone who came from like that purity culture background, and that's something that you're really struggling with at the moment, we have a lot of purity culture episodes. So go to our mm-hmm. Instagram page, click on the episode guide, find the one for purity culture, and all the episodes are listed right mm-hmm. there. Super simple. Yeah. yeah. No, it's perfect. All right. So to close this Great Expectations episode, I will pray and just cover you guys as you go out having these conversations and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So dear Jesus, thank you for all the couples listening right now, whether just one of them or both of them. We ask that you would cover over each and every marriage that's tuning in. We ask, Lord, that your hand of blessing would be over them as they have these conversations, that your Holy Spirit would be just guiding them to like the right time, the right place, mm-hmm. all those good things to know when to do this and so they can do this well. And so I ask that you would bless the conversations and give them really good insights into one another and they can navigate mm-hmm. their expectations in a really beautiful way. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And leave us a five-star review, please. Yeah. Hey friends, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like our content, please like, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and tell your friends too. Thanks so much for journeying with us today as we tackled the hard questions and dive deep into godly intimacy. Make sure you follow us on Instagram to see more of our content and check the show notes for any links we might have mentioned in today's episode. We're so grateful to be on this journey with you and we can't wait to see you in the next episode.